it's like your light in the cave, you know, you're holding on to it. And you need that because it gets tough during those downswings. Hey, it's GP13 here. Welcome to the Risk Takers Podcast. This Today, this episode, we're going to talk about a situation, a tough situation that every single better goes through. I've been through so many times in both in, in poker, in trading, in sports betting. And it's that time, and I think we can all relate to this, where you question, am I even a winning better? Now, I mean, maybe if you've only played a prize picks, you haven't had to question that because it's not super hard to win there. But let's, you know, even then, like there's been times on prize picks where I was like, wait, do I suck? And look, there's a lot of variance in betting and losing is inevitable. The best bettors lose. The best bettors lose more than the worst bettors lose just because of volume, right? And if you bet for a long enough time, you're going to go through downswings that you didn't think were possible. And these are truly terrible. Like I can remember my worst poker one. Oh, it was it was really bad, and it just didn't it was it didn't seem possible that I could be a winning player during that downswing. And you know, you could be thinking this now if you're you know I don't I don't know who's listening to this. You know, if it's DFS, if it's sports betting, if it's poker, you know, whatever. There's different ways. There's different approaches in each. Um, game in each form of gambling to uh, what exactly you need to do. But the overarching theme is you have to, if you want to feel comfortable going forward, you have to define your edge. It's really important that not just, you know, if you were like, oh, if someone came up and asked you, oh, you make money sports betting, why? You should be able to tell them. And you shouldn't be able to tell them so you can help them out. I mean, that's great if you want to, but you should be able to tell them for your own sanity. Because when you can define your edge, when you can explain it to someone else, then it's easier to understand yourself when you're going through a downswing, when you're going through a long period of breaking even, or you know, even if you aren't, even if you're winning, but you're just kind of new to this, you might think, wow, maybe I need to cash out, my luck's over, or or you're winning and you know you know you need to size up start betting more but you're not confident enough and is that because is that because there's a disconnect between your actual skill and what you think your skill is it could be that could be that could be a problem you could be missing out on profit let alone you know maybe betting when you don't have an edge you could also miss out on an opportunity to size up increase your bets when you do have an edge because you don't feel comfortable enough. So defining your edge is something I always try and do. And edges come and go, right? So you're gonna, this is going to be a process of find an edge. It's very helpful to write it out. Like we keep a list of edges and try and explain it in as simple terms as possible, like a computer program. The, the simpler you can explain an edge, honestly, the better that edge probably is. 
if it gets really, really complicated, I'm going to have a hard time believing that it, that it's an either an edge or that you would actually understand what your edge is. So this, this episode is going to be about defining that edge and within defining that edge, getting that confidence um, to hold you over through rough streaks in your betting, to be able to understand you are winning better, push through, or if you're not, if you can't define your edge, then it's put the brakes on, try and go back and figure out what my edge is, find an edge, and then move forward from there so you don't waste time and money uh, betting no edge, and then you can kind of reverse the ship, get back on track, and keep going. Okay, so I, I want to start with what I would call like the dark night of our soul in sports betting. This was last September. We lost 100K that month betting golf, and it was a really big chunk of our bankroll uh, at the time. And it was, it was terrible. Like we would be, me and my partner would be on the phone. We'd be like, yeah, we'll bet it on so-and-so. And we'd just be laughing because it's like, we knew that that money was just getting lit on fire. It just, it felt like completely hopeless. And it was one, it was helpful to have someone to talk it over. Uh, that's super underrated when you're talking about anything to do with gambling downswings. Now, me and my partner were in it financially together, so it was good to commiserate <laughs> with each other, honestly. But even if you, you know, even if you're on your own, you have friends who are doing this. Never be afraid to be like, "Hey, I'm in a downswing." Talk to them. Honestly, just saying something it'll help. Kind of, it'll help uh, take power away from the hole the downswing has over you if you just vocalize it. Now, off of the soft stuff back onto the losing 100K. So we're down 100K. And we're like, holy fuck, this is absolutely brutal. Like, should we just close up shop? You know? Like, and looking back, I'm like, wow, we almost totally fucked up. If we were to kind of just be like, well, we made some money. We can't win anymore. It would have been a horrible financial decision. So I'm very thankful that we took the following steps to understand if we had an edge and then the assumption was if we still believed we had an edge, it was still worthwhile to bet. Because if you have an edge in betting, you can get money down, you're going to have a better return than doing something else with that money. So this is what we did. We kind of went over, okay, what are our bets? Correlation plays. We were like, okay, those were, if we have a correlation play that's even near break-even prices, that's good. And we were, we had some correlation plays that had better, you know, that were also plus EV on prices. So we're like, okay, that's an edge. Very, very confident in that. Um, we had, you know, doing like a little steam chasing, some, you know, you could do like a full R, but not actually take the other side. We were pretty confident. We we're getting CLV. Uh, steam chasing, we, we didn't do a ton of it, but, you know, we 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 did some got good CLV, fine. I was like, okay, that's probably an edge. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's too time consuming. I don't want to do it forever, but if we have to, we can we can also do that. Then here's the the big hole we found is this: like our golf betting, our modeling, we were losing to sharp books, flat out. Like we were we were it was a month, but the amount we were losing to sharp books 
over the time period was pretty jarring. And I, we, we had a conference, basically we had a, we had a conversation being like, is this luck? Like, are we just getting unlucky against these sharp books? And, or is something going on? Like we're, is our model no good? And this is how we broke it down. We realized that we weren't differentiating ourselves enough from the sharp books model, from the publicly available data. And the, we realized like the sharp books were doing exactly what we were doing, plus adding a little extra sprinkle of something that was better than what we were doing. So basically we would almost never bet into the sharp books unless it was like a certain spot because we would have the same, like same prices as the sharp books essentially. But then there'd be like these rare outlier spots where they knew something and they had a really strong lead and we would just rip into them and lose. And we realized in that moment, like we were just, we were at an information deficit to them. We weren't differentiated. The information we were using, they were using and adding something to it. And that's when we realized we don't have an edge there. So we said, okay, okay. And this was a specific, we were losing in matchups in golf. I'm not going to like dive too deep into it, but we were losing sharp book matchups in golf. Since then, we've done a lot of, made a lot of changes. Um, to where now we are winning, you know, matchups against the sharp books, also playing more correlation, playing against, you know, getting soft book action where we can. Like basically from that September, we went and defined our edges finally, understood maybe this isn't an edge. And then we created a strategy going forward that did so much better than we were doing up to that point, even in the winning months. Like that September honestly probably made us money because it made us it made us define all of our edges and then understand where we, where the money was coming in, where the money was going out, and then how we can you know turn up the faucets that were bringing the money in, kind of turn off the faucets that were leaking money out. And then on the side, we started reevaluating our model it became a lot stronger after that month. And now we have confidence to go, you know, bet into the sharp golf books if we want. And then also strengthen our model going against soft books, going, doing score predictions, uh, you know, against the DFS sites and whatever. So a very painful time was useful because it defined our edge. Okay. So now I think it's important to go over a couple of theoretical examples Hopefully that will hit home uh, with you, with how you're betting, what style of betting you're doing. I'm just going to kind of go with two main styles. The first one is you're doing, you know, what we're calling EV betting. I hate calling it that. I want to change it to ARBs or whatever, but honestly, it's, I feel like I just have to go with it. So you're doing quote unquote EV betting. Now you're going through a downswing. What do you, what do you do in that moment? Well, I would evaluate exactly what your process is. So are you just blindly clicking in the bets that pop up to the top of Odds Jam or Daily Grind? Then I would start to be pretty concerned. 
because what's happening there is you're just going off easily accessible information that everybody's seeing. So I would now start to get a little concerned because I'm not sure where you're developing that edge. What's that secret sauce? You're kind of just clicking on the most obvious bet that's being shown to thousands of people, you know, across the U.S. Uh, it's going to be hard to convince me that's an edge. But if you're adding context to that, context that other people aren't using, so say you're taking, a, you know, you're combining that with like a steam chasing approach where you're seeing which way the numbers are moving, and you're catching a, a stale number at a, a place that you know a number another number has moved uh, from you're catching that number somewhere else plus it's showing ev on the odd screen okay you know i'm starting to think that could be an edge there you're tuned into the market you're you know you're getting double confirmation you're you're taking into account multiple factors that other people are probably not going to be willing to take into account Okay, I'm starting to think if you're getting some, you know, closing line value there, if you're taking into account both the line movement and the current state of the market, I'm starting to think you probably have an edge. Or you're doing EV betting and you're sprinkling in some correlation. Correlation is is one of the greatest things in betting because it's an obvious advantage. Like if you can prove your, that you have correlation to me, you have an edge. It's just math at that point. So if you're doing EV plus correlation, I'm going to tell you, keep going, right? So it really matters, you know, it, it matters like what you're doing. Are you putting in that extra work? Are you finding that like secret sauce or, <laughs> or do you have correlation? <laughs> like that's how powerful correlation is. It's like correlation, okay, pass, go. And then everything else, let's think about it. So that's if you're using an odd screen. Now let's say you're somebody who is originating. You're into a sport. You're trying to make your own numbers and see how it compares to the numbers that are offered at prize picks at underdog. If there's a discrepancy, you take it. The equivalent would be if you're doing this, but you're doing it based off like last five and then like last five against an opponent or something. I don't think you have an edge. That's like the most basic, obvious information everybody's seeing. Not to mention, it's also not a statistically significant sample size. Um, and it's widely available. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be really hard-pressed to think there's some edge you found in the last five or last five versus an opponent. Okay? But now what's the corollary? That's someone who's doing research into, you know, I know someone, you know, people who play baseball, they're doing research into, you know, pitch type opponent projected lineups against certain pitch types, or they're following like a third tier soccer, like a different, you know, like a La Liga or something. And they follow like the play styles of certain teams and the projected lineups. And they know, you know, how certain players are going to be played against certain defenses. If that's what you're doing and you're price sensitive and only taking good prices, I'm inclined to believe that you should keep plugging. Now with any type of originating, keep an eye on it 
because it's it's a little harder it's easier in originating to kind of get caught up in betting a losing model it's harder in the market-based strategies because you have that confirmation already like the market-based strategies work because the market of how the market is structured and that like doesn't really change so until that changes those will still work a model works because you found some information basically that someone else doesn't have and you found a way to model it or that a few people have, but the books aren't taking into account or something. You have an obscure market you know more about it than somebody else. It doesn't necessarily have to be a model. You could be doing some basic modeling and doing big adjustments to it because you have specialized knowledge. You could be doing an injury play or something. You just have to, to understand that a pure model is going to be a little tricky because it's you're you're not going to have any confirmation besides winning. So you have to kind of wait out the long run. You know, you might not be getting any CLV because you're betting your own opinion. Um you might, you know, you're not going to be really arbing. You're just going to be taking one side and taking the best price. You always have to take the best price and be cognizant of the best price. But, you know, they're just going to have to bet for a long enough period of time to, to believe you have an edge. But you have to make sure that your, your modeling is based in something that's like a secret sauce, something that's, that only you're doing if you're originating. So, again, that's trickier, but totally doable. And... It ties, it ties into the market base because you could also be like originating and using the market information to plug it into your model. That's a good thing to do to kind of regress your model to the market a little bit because it gives you a little backup. If the market aligns with your model, then it's like all systems go and it's easier to feel confident in it. And it's easier to feel confident in having an edge. So you should always be paying attention to the market, even if you're modeling, just because it's going to make you more confident that you have an edge. It's going to help define your edge, which is the key of this. And ultimately, when you go through the downswings, when you're losing money, being able to define your edge, it's like the light. It's like your light in the cave, you know, you're holding on to it. And you need that because... It gets tough during those downswings. So being able to define your edge is going to get you really far in gambling. Okay, so I think that covers the gist of it. Just in summary, you probably have an edge if the data you're using is hard to get, track, or model nicely. Um, you're combining signals from different proving strategies, think, modeling and market, steam chasing, and um, like ARB or EV betting correlation and anything else uh that if you're combining and you're getting double confirmations you can be more way more confident that you actually have an edge um at anything correlated if it's correlated you know that's the that's the best thing right now is correlation and then uh 
do you have price confirmation from sharp books if you're modeling you know are you seeing the sharp books agree with you more that's very important to figure out who you think has a pretty good idea of what's going on and who doesn't then you can kind of attack who doesn't and use who who has an idea as that confirmation and then CLV I hesitate to say CLV closing line value because a lot of the people listening are you know playing on the DFS apps the markets aren't really liquid enough for CLV to be a reliable indicator of um, edge, but it doesn't mean nothing. So certainly getting CLV, all things being equal, means it's more likely you have an edge than if you're not. And it certainly means uh, you're more likely having an edge and getting negative CLV. So it's still important to track your closing line value. It doesn't have to be perfect, but keep an eye on, keep an eye out for it. Again, we're trying to use as much um, data as we can that isn't results to be able to define the edge because we know results are going to fluctuate a lot. So you need to be able to figure out what in your process you can define, what you can measure to in times when you're a little uncertain, understand if you have an edge. So anyway, um, I know that was a little longer than what I normally do, but I think it's really important to understand your edge and i could talk more in depth about this but i don't want to bore everyone so i'll leave it at that but uh thanks again for listening everyone who's who's new thank you for thank you for listening in i really appreciate it and you know like i say i don't you know i don't run ads i don't want to be affiliating for a sports book i really want this to be a community that's you know 100% pro better. And if you could just share this with somebody who you think this would help, that would mean a lot to me. That's really just my one ask. And if you want to come join the discord, you know, we're having a blast in there. That's where you'll get picks from everybody. um, And we can chat, talk about whatever strategies. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I appreciate you listening. If you can give this a share and I'll talk to you on the next episode.